Amen. You may be seated. I like that. Yeah, not I, but it's Christ who is inside of us. That is our hope. That is all that we have going for us is what Jesus Christ did for us there on the cross of Calvary. He overcome death, hell, the grave. He defeated. He, he took the entire cup of wrath and drank it completely. It is finished, he says. Those were his words there on the cross of Calvary. And they buried him, and three days later he rose again. And because of his sacrifice, we, the beneficiaries of such great love, such great obedience from the Son to the Father, we are the beneficiaries of that great Great grace. That's why there's nothing we claim for our own. There's nothing we can say is our own. It's Christ in us completely. Had a great day yesterday with Homeless Connect. I appreciate each and every one of you who helped, whether you worked in transportation or helped in uh, food or moving the people through throughout the process, prayer, different places. We had a lot of help from Chapel Hill, and I appreciate y'all so much for doing that. Um, somebody had asked me throughout the week, because we've been building up to Homeless Connect, how many homeless do we have in our area? And I asked the question, and we have 2,000, 2,000 people that are homeless in our area. And of that 2,000, 600 of them are unsheltered. What that means is, of the 2,000, what, 1,400 have... Maybe house to house, bed to bed, spot to spot, but they have a roof over their head. Of that, 600 of them are unsheltered. So do be in prayer. There is a great need. There is a great need there, and this was an opportunity. It's a one-stop shop. Listen to this. We had one guy. They, they, were running, they were doing dental. Here's what all they have. They have an opportunity for them to have dental, haircuts, vision screening, chiropractic work, they see a doctor, they can get medicine, they get clothes, shoes, all of that, blankets, stuff, um, prayer, spiritual needs, physical needs, we feed them, we love on them, uh, dental screening, and then if they needed to see a dentist, we had a van running back and forth to the dentist, one guy had 13 teeth pulled yesterday. So you can only imagine, Wendy and I, we were, on the, we were on the prayer team, and we rode with him down the, down the elevator, and we were talking, and of course he couldn't talk, which I can't imagine. I don't see how he walked. But uh, anyway, the lady that was with him, to, with him told us what he had had done. But, you know, you can only imagine the pain that he had probably been in before, and he was in a lot of pain today, and he's probably going to be in a lot of pain tomorrow, but guess what? He's going to get better, and the pain will be gone. But... Just an opportunity to serve our community and meet needs that you don't know are there, but they're there. They are so many needs. It's, it's unbelievable um, how good God is. Just an opportunity to serve. Morning sermon, um, it's one that doesn't need a lot of commentary, doesn't need a lot of me ad-libbing, ad-toing, making up, saying whatever, you know, kind of. It doesn't need a lot of gap filler. Just allow the Spirit of God to to use his word sort of to take over and, and do it. We've been reading the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, last month we read Philippians. This month we're reading the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Let me encourage you to jump on board. You're like, what are we doing? Well, we read the Sermon on the Mount every single day. Read it just in the privacy of your home, going to work, going to school, wherever you are. Pull out your phone, pull out your word, and read the Sermon on the Mount. 
Read it over and over and over every single day. I think we're on day what, 11, 12, whatever the date is. So you're not behind. You just start now. You start where you are reading the Sermon on the Mount. And here's what happens as you read the Word of God, as you allow it to... We're basically marinating in the Word. That's what we're doing. We're allowing the Word of God to transform us, not with the commentary, but with the Holy Spirit of God that has taken His Word and He's buried it in our hearts and we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds and our spirits. We're letting this God do the work. And one of the passages this past week, the Lord gave me these, and He just laid this on me so hard and heavy. We've had Cotty with us all week long, and it was really, really good to hear from her. And I tell you, she's passionate, and she's passionate about the things. Is she perfect? No. She's a human being with faults like we all have, but she's passionate about reaching her people, the Quechua people there in Ecuador, in the highlands of Ecuador, lots and lots of them. And she's passionate about reaching every single one of them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and to be able to come alongside and to be able to watch God use even us in our limited ways to see that happen, it is so, so awesome. But if you've got your Bibles, let me invite you to go with me over to Matthew chapter 7. You've read this now. I know we've studied this in the past. You've heard sermons on this in the past. Uh, but we've been reading it, and we've been allowing the Word of God to, to speak to us. Yes, uh, we read through the Beatitudes. We read through, you're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Uh, talking about when you pray, when you give. Talking about anxiety and worry. It doesn't add one single day to your life. But here it speaks on how about judging. And guys, the whole point of doing all of this, the whole point of, of it, period, is to be equipped to do the work of ministry. And when we do the work of ministry, it applies the truths of this Word. It, it applies the, the teaching and the leading and the nudging of the Holy Spirit for you and I to go be His hands and feet down here on this earth. And in Matthew chapter 7, we read something that really, again, doesn't need a lot of talk. Go there with me, verse 1. Jesus says, do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. He says, why do you look at the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye. Notice Jesus' words, not a preacher's words. These are Jesus' words. I'm just reading. You have printed up there what I'm reading right here. It says, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Church, if we're not careful... If we're not careful, we can allow a spirit of, I don't know, elitism. We're better than a very judgmental spirit, condescending, condemning. We can allow our, look back over, look over, look, look back at, uh, Chapter 5, look at verse 20. Most beautiful sound, I think, in all of creation right now is that one right there. You hear it? That's sweet, ain't it? That's God's children going to see what daddies wants them to hear. 
Look at what it says. He says to us, For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Guys, we can be self-righteous. We can think in our circle that we're the only one, that we know what's right, and it's very easy. It is oh so too easy to look at others and see their flaws, look down on them and think, well, I don't do that, I don't think like that, I don't say that, eat that, go there, watch that, I'm not a part of that, I'm better than. And we can condemn them in our minds, we can condemn them. Listen, I'm going to be honest, we can condemn them verbally. Hey, you need to... You ought to. And what's so true about it is, yes, our sin may not be exactly that, but it's something. We're masters of figuring everybody else's problems out. And yet we're also masters of ignoring our own. One of those things that it doesn't have to be. And, and, and here's another one, pride. I don't have that problem. You've never seen me doing that, have you, preacher? It don't matter if I see it or not. It don't matter if your neighbor sees it or not. It don't matter if your husband, wife, mama, daddy, brother sees it. It don't matter if anybody sees it. You can be sitting in a room. You can be sitting at work, at a cubicle, in a drive-thru. You can be sitting at the lane in Walmart, Publix, Winn-Dixie, checking out. You can be at a ball game and be sitting there puffed up. Oh, I'd never do that. I can't believe she. I can't imagine why he. Can you imagine? Just look at that. Without these even moving in our hearts and in our spirits and in ourselves, calling out all the specks around us and not allowing the Spirit of God to even work on the logs that we have in our own lives. Application. Application. He says, first, first, take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly how to take the speck out of your brother's eye. You know where it all begins? Here. It all begins with us. Uh, it's easy to say, well, they need to start. No, we need to start. So easy to say, well, if they would just, no, if we would just. Here, guys, we're not going to stand before God because of what they do. We're going to stand before God based on what we do. Our, our works are going to either burn up like wood, hay, and stubble or make it through like gold, silver, and preciousness. Not based on what those around us have done, but based on what we've done. And we hear this. Preacher's not convicting. Preacher's not judging. Listen, I've got to wear this. I've worn this all week. I've, I've been wearing, I'm going to be honest, I've been wearing seven, one through five since we started this. Remember, I was going to Thessalonians because this, this stuff is too real. My plan was Philippians on in the first month and 1 Thessalonians the second month. And God was like, no, go deal with that because it's easy to. Now, I don't want to deal with that one just yet because you've always heard it said, but I tell you this. You thought it that way, but let me tell you what it really says. See, that's how Jesus works. 
Church, it's easy, easy, easy to say, Lord, I hunger and thirst for righteousness and completely ignore the logs. Lord, I hunger and thirst for you. I want to know you. I want to be, I want to experience you. I want to walk close to you. God, I want to have an intimate, close relationship. I want to know you and be known by you. And all the while be dragging the logs of so many things. Father God, speak to our hearts. Father God, you tell us that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, your word tells us you forget it and cast it as far as the east is from the west. You no longer see us. You see Christ in us. You see the righteousness of Christ clothing our Flesh, Lord. God, I pray right now and I rebuke in the name of Jesus a spirit of condemnation, a spirit of maybe elitism, a spirit of, of judgmentalness and I'm better than or I think I'm something or pride, Lord. I, I rebuke the pride, the spirit of pride. Get thee behind us, Satan. In the name of Jesus, you have no authority. You have no power. You have no influence. God, I pray that no person in here can literally sit and stay and just carry it and be so caught up in themselves that they ignore it and yet still call themselves followers of you. God, don't let us play church. Don't let us play the game. Don't let us go through the motions. God, move in us. God, create in us a clean heart. Oh, God, and renew a steadfast spirit in us. Don't cast us away, God. Clean us with hyssop. Then we'll be white. God, forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with me over to Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 25, you say, Brother Shannon, I hear you, but you don't know me, and it's easy to sit there and say, what I'm doing is not bothering anybody. I can sit there in the middle of my class and think I'm the best and it don't bother anybody else. I can sit there in the middle of a group and sit there in my mind and sort of judge and blast and fix and, and micromanage and manipulate and I can do all of that and it's right here in my mind. Hurting nobody. Guys, we don't answer to each other. We don't answer to each other. The Bible doesn't say it's appointed unto man once to die and then there's a judgment to where all their friends and peers and pastors, former pastors and teachers and leaders are going to stand there and judge them. It doesn't say that. It's God that we stand before and give an account for the lives that we've lived. 
And in light of that, look at what Jesus says. Jesus' words here over in Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 31. Look at what Scripture says. My prayer this morning is that I would apply everything that's said today. That I would let the directions, the paths, the steps, the choices that I make be different. Look at what Jesus says. Verse 31, But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before Him. And He will separate them one separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left and the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world notice church for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty, and, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? And... Or thirsty and give you something to drink. And, and when did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And notice verse 40. Very important. Notice what he says. Then the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent... That you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them. You did it to me. That's group one. Notice verse 41. There's, there's another. Then he would also say to those on his left, depart from me, accursed ones, into eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I, I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Notice their response. Then they themselves also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Or thirsty or, or, or stranger or naked or sick or or in prison and did not take care of you. I, here's what they're saying. Look, if I'd have known it was you, I'd have took care of you. If I'd have known that was you, Jesus, why didn't you tell me? If I'd have known that was you, I would have stepped up. If I'd have known that was you, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have brought you something to drink. I'd have gave you some food. I would have if, if, if I'd have known that was just you. And Jesus says to him, verse 46, These will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Look at what the righteous said. Notice the response of the righteous. They say over, they say, when did, when did we see you a stranger? Look, look, look at verse 37. 
Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and, and feed you? Like, like here's, here, here, Lord, I, I was feeding. Which one of them was you? I was being sensitive to your leading, and I saw a need, and I went to meet it, and there was people thirsty, and I was given water. Which one of them were you? And which one of them was sick that I, that I ministered to? Lord, which one of them were you? Which one of them were hurt? Which one of them was in prison? Which one of them was at rock bottom? And, I, and, I, and your spirit moved on me. And I allowed you to lead me to minister out of, out of what you've given to me. Church, to him who has much, much is required. And here we are. God, I'm, I want to be used by you. Which one of those were you? And Jesus says, to the point that you did it to any of them did it to me. Guys, here's the thing. There's two groups here. And the thing is, you're in one or the other. I'm not talking about, here's what I'm not talking about. Do not, do not allow your spirit to say, well, what he's doing at Homeless yesterday, and he had Cotty this past week, and he's talking about reaching the lost people in the world and, and reaching the homeless of Tuscaloosa County. I'm not talking about that because look at verse 40. Verse 40 clarifies a misunderstanding that is often here. We use this, this is preached of, hey, we need, this is a momentum, this is a movement sermon. This is a, hey, we're going to go help the hurting. We're going to go reach the lost. No, guys, that's who we are, period. What he says here in verse 40, look at what he says. He says, the king will answer and say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, at no point in scripture does Jesus call the lost his brothers. At no point does he call brothers out there that do not know him as Lord and Savior brothers. He calls his disciples little ones. Notice what he says here. He says, finishing it, even to the least of these, you did it to me. He calls his disciples the little ones. At various places throughout his teaching in the Word, Jesus uses different words to describe his followers. But at no point is he talking about lost people. Guys, he's talking about the church. He's talking about each other. He's talking about people in, that, that are in the body, the family. He says, whatever you did to the least of these, it, the, these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Guys, this world ain't ours. We've been bought with a price. We're passing through this world. But if we're not careful, we will allow our world mind to override our who we are in Christ. Our world mind is all about me, 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 me. Our world mind is how can I, how can I build me a, a, a ant bed so big of stuff that's all mine and this is all my stuff. This is all mine. And all the while there's people around us that have needs. I'm not talking about the lost people. I'm not talking about the homeless people. I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ that say, look, I'm going through a, a tough patch. I'm going through a moment. I, I, I'm, I need help. And you know what our response is? I'll be praying for you. I'm praying for you. 
Yeah, I got about eight of them in storage, but I'll be praying for you. Yeah, I got plenty this month and I could probably fix it, but I'll be praying for you. Because this is mine. Because you, you know what? World system. Hey, you better store up. Store up because you never know. You may, you may hit a rough patch and, and you, need, you need it for a rainy day. And, and, and here's the deal. You're going to need it for life and you're going to give it to your children and your grandchildren. What do you think they're going to do with that? Mine. Jesus says to the extent that you did it, you did it. You did it to Him. Jesus, if I'd have known it was you, I'd have give you some water. Jesus, if you known I, it was, if I'd have known it was you, I would have fed you. If I'd have known you were in the hospital, Jesus, I'd have came. Jesus, if I'd have known you needed a ride, I'd have been there. Jesus, if I'd have known uh, the second group, when, when did I see you hungry? And when did I see you thirsty? And when did I see you down? When did I see all of this? I don't know, Lord. If, if I'd have seen it, I'd have fixed it. Depart from me. Here's the thing. Who are you? You know. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. This is one of them things I don't see. Nobody around you can see it. We can't. We, we don't zip each other up and show the, the truth of who we are. God sees it. We can't hide from him. That's why judgment before man is a waste of time anyway. Because you look fine. They were in attendance. They sang loud. They sang spirit moved. They looked good to me. Check. That's a waste of time. But in the world, that's what we care about is the attaboys of men. The attaboys of men. Wow, he looks good. He acts good. You can get the attaboys from men all day long and be so ugly, dirty in heart. You can be so messed up on your inside. You can fake it to the world. You can wear the mask and masquerade and be somebody you're not. And this world will attaboy you to death. And you'll stand before a holy, righteous God and He'll say, depart from me because I did not, don't know you. Christ did not save us. So that we can continue to live in the selfishness and in the. Oh my goodness. And we stand as one of these two people. Period. And the beauty of the God we serve is that you could have walked in here this morning with one attitude and your spirit is telling you. That's not who I saved you to be. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit can be moving and the Spirit of God can be telling you that that's not who you are. That's not how I saved you to be. That's not the purpose of your life. It's so that you can be the center of the universe. And, and you know what we can do? We can repent. We can ask for forgiveness and repent and we can be made brand new and we can stop. We can stop. Application. We can really apply this. We can really allow this to be a, a who we are. 
says over in 1 John, confess your sins. He's faithful to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He, don't, he, he gives us newness. Guys, because we have to stand before him one of these days in the world. I get it. We're in this world. I get it. Yeah, but that's not how everybody thinks. I get it. That's not the system we're in. I get it. But who cares who are we answering, who are we surrendering to the world or to him? Who are we going to ultimately have to give an answer to the world or to him? Who are we going to be? Who are you going to be? I can't answer for you. You can't answer for me. I don't I can't look at Casey and say, well, well, Casey's not doing it. And Wendy's not doing it, and Mitt's not doing it, and Zeke's not doing it, and Jeff, so I don't have to. That's not how it works. And him. Him and him. Her and Him. You and Him. To the extent we did it to one of the least of these. We did it to Jesus. Yeah, well, I was just, I was just waiting on. Do you think the devil... You think the devil sits there and says, hey, you know, so-and-so, they're hurting. They're kind of low right now. They got some knees. You hear about it. And you, you, you sit there in that moment. Yeah, well, wow. And then you're like, you think the devil is laying people on your heart like that? Guys, we are sons and daughters of the King of kings and Lord of lords if you trust in Him as Savior. We're on this earth for a purpose. The devil, now here's what the devil is doing. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. That ain't you he's talking to. You're better than that. He ain't talking to you. You're doing good. We don't need to worry about what he's saying. Listen, ignore that. That's what the devil's saying. Hey, he needs to get his ship straight. You don't need to listen to him. He's messed up. You know, listen, he probably ain't doing it. He's wanting you to do whatever. I'm not. I'm just telling you what the book says. And we don't answer to man, we answer to God. We don't answer to what opinions. The world has got enough of man's opinions. Truth of God's world, word still stands. You know you. I know me. You know your first response. You know what your spirit says. You know how we act. God help us. God change us. God transform us. Give us the mind of Christ. Give us a sensitive listening spirit. A discerning spirit. Passionate spirit. Not a condemning spirit sacrificial spirit instead of one that's all about this is mine because I may, I may go through a rainy day and I'm going to need everything I can. Where did we get that? Remember Job says, naked I came into the world, naked I came. We didn't bring nothing. We didn't bring nothing to the table. We didn't bring nothing. 
I earned that. He ain't earned nothing. Yeah, but I put in all that work. You didn't do it. God kept you awake and gave you a job and kept you up every single day and gave you the ability and the wisdom and the understanding to go and do it. It's by His grace we are what we are. Careful. Careful. Holy Spirit of God. Moving us. Mold, make, shape us, God. We want to be in the center of your will, Lord. We need your help. We need your, your power. We need your wisdom. God, let us be sensitive. Let us see what you see. Let us live how you want us to live. God, bend us, Lord. Use us up. God, take this dirt and use it for your kingdom and for your glory and for your great namesake. We give you our lives. Forgive us, Lord, for wasted times, for wasted opportunities. God, for those times that we, we know what to do and we don't do it. To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him, the word of God in James 4.17 says to him it is sin. God, forgive us for sin. Forgive us, God, for sin. God in heaven. Create in us a new heart, Lord. Create in us a clean spirit. Create in us, Lord, a passion and a desire. A hunger for you and a hunger for things of your in your kingdom to, 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 to be sensitive and to be obedient. God, you take care of the left and the right, and you take care of the flanks, and you take care of all that it is. God, let us keep our eyes focused on you and just be yours.